Let's begin by all joining together in praying. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts here be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. Some of you know this already, but I think some of you don't know. But for us at the Sotcamp household, we just became first-time pet owners not long ago. We're starting small with two little but beautiful blue betta fish. And it's kind of amazing how much these two tiny fish need us to do just to keep them alive. So you need to give them the right amount of food. Not too much, but also not too little. You got to keep their tank clean, which means new and fresh water. And if you don't know, that means room temperature water that has to sit out and become room temperature water. Once the tanks start to get dirty, it means you have to scoop out the fish, plop them into another container, a container where they're not going to try to launch themselves out and end up on the floor. Plop them in there and then go back to the others, scrub the sides of the tank, scrub all the rocks, scrub the little trees that came with each tank too. And yes, sometimes it means protecting them from little fingers that are tapping at the tanks and they, they have to experience the shock waves of all that comes with that too. With these two tiny little fish into our lives came a world full of new responsibilities. Now, I don't know everybody here and all of the pets that we have in our lives, but I do know we've got a pretty awesome range of pets from hedgehogs to all sorts of dogs and cats, to chickens, to pigs, to snakes, and yes, to fish. Oh, and ducks too. Can't forget ducks. And ducks too. We've got this awesome range of all these different animals that we take care of in our lives. <coughs> and you know then, when there's an animal or a pet in your life that takes a lot of attention and focus and care. When you have pets, taking care of them becomes part of who you are. This relationship thing between people and animals is why this part of the Bible that we get to look at today might be your favorite part of the Bible. You and I get this. Jesus doesn't describe it like pet and owner. But Jesus definitely understood that people who watch over their pets have responsibilities. Owners need to take care of their animals. If they don't do what they're supposed, they're gonna, what they're supposed to do, their animals are going to suffer. If they do what's right, animals and pets are going to thrive. So today, Jesus gets us to focus for a little bit on this awesome illustration of shepherds and their sheep. It's obvious, though, when something isn't right. This is where Jesus starts out. Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. Duh. (laughs) If you have to sneak in, you're not the shepherd. You're not coming in to do anything good for those sheep. Anybody who has to do that in that secret way isn't the shepherd, is not the owner. 
this chapter of the Bible gets labeled as the good shepherd chapter of the Bible. So it's kind of interesting that Jesus starts out with these words, helping us see what that doesn't look like. Why Jesus starts with people who are not shepherds and who are not taking care of the sheep. Why start here? Because Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. This group of people way back at Jesus' time who were supposed to be the leaders, the religious leaders of the people, but they were not taking care of people like they should have been. They were focused on getting people to obey their laws and to live the kind of life that they wanted them and expected them to live. Those leaders, the different way of living life and forcing life on people, guilt and shame were their main motivators. Spiritual abuse was there. How? If any sheep were following after them, they got hurt being led away to the opposite direction, far from their Savior, these religious leaders had not been taking care of people like they should have been. So Jesus starts with them and he calls them out for not doing what's right. But then it's awesome. Then he moves on to what life should look like for shepherds and their sheep. This is what life looks like with the good shepherd. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and you saw it. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. That's a good shepherd. That's Jesus. He goes in and out so that every single sheep can see him. He calls out and they listen to his voice like you saw. The good shepherd though not only knows all the names of each sheep when he talks to them he calls them each individual sheep by name. Personally. He knows them. He leads his flock out. He goes out in front and they follow him into good places. This is the good shepherd. This, you know, this is Jesus. And the sheep get it too. Because they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Even sheep. Even these animals that don't have brains that function well enough and are big enough to stop from running off a cliff without thinking it through, even these animals understand and know that a strange voice is not a good voice. The instinct is just built into them. Strangers are bad. Don't listen to them. Don't follow after them. Instead, follow the voice of the one that you know. They're going to lead you to a place that's better. I'm not sure then what it says about you and me, but we could learn a whole lot from shepherds and sheep. Because unlike sheep who know to follow the right voice, what do you and I do? We listen to the strange voices. We go after them. 
instead of running the other way, we follow them down their way of life and we start to think about a life worth living like they do. Like that maybe a life worth living is an outwardly successful life. Good grades, good job, winning teams, lots of money, a big house, lives that are going to produce a lot. That's over there. Or maybe like a life worth living comes from the freedom to do whatever you want to do. That if it feels good, if it's not going to hurt anybody else, if nobody else knows, then it doesn't really matter what you do. You can do whatever you want to do, and a life worth living is a life in freedom. That's over there. Or that a life worth living has to be one without all the challenges and issues and pains and struggles. And so you get into that way of thinking and then you just start to lose hope because your life is full of all of those things and you realize life over there isn't so good. We let all these strange voices influence the way that we think and we follow them down this path away from our good shepherd and away from the full life that he wants to give us. It's kind of interesting. Even the world knows that influence matters. One of the weekly reminders that's built into my life that helps me think through the influences around hits about 9.15 on Sunday mornings, just a couple minutes before this had happened. I don't look at it till later, but I do look at it every single week Here's what it looks like. I don't know if Michelle saw what uh, my hourly usage was this week, but every single week, my iPhone spits out a little report. This is how much time you spent on your phone. You don't have to have an iPhone for this to work. You can look it up in your own phone too. But isn't it really interesting that these companies that are trying to sell you their products, that want to get you hooked onto their products, even these companies want you to take a moment every week and maybe step back and just think a little bit, how much are you letting this thing influence your life? Influence matters. One of the first times that I grasped influence and the power of influence and the way that it could change life came from, I think it was something about fifth to eighth grade, I don't know, somewhere in there. And many of you probably experienced this too. One of the required books for reading in grade school of my generation was The Call of the Wild. Anybody else read it? Yeah? Not too long ago, there was a movie, Harrison Ford. They remade it. The book is better. Read the book. It's going to be better. But The Call of the Wild follows the story of this new puppy who had a great owner that loved it. And it looked like it was going to live this awesome and wonderful life. And then enemies come in, and they get rid of the owner, and they steal the puppy, and they take Buck the puppy away to live this other kind of life. And I can remember my fifth or sixth grade rage building up inside of me that someone would dare to steal somebody else's dog and take it away and force it to live another kind of life. 
so that when the book describes the next life that Buck was living and how he was just a rage monster going after anybody that dared to come near him, my fifth or sixth grade self nodded. Yeah, that's right. Those people deserve it. Influence matters. You and I know it's just instinctual that taking an animal away from its owners isn't right. Jesus says it too. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. With all of these influences that we could be following down here, you and I need a good shepherd to lead us down his path and his way of thinking. And that's Jesus. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Do you see what a full life looks like with Jesus? Jesus' sheep are safe. Jesus' sheep get to live these full lives, free to run in the right places. Jesus' sheep know what a full life looks like because Jesus tells his sheep, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Life with Jesus around you, with Jesus leading you, is a life worth living. Life with your good shepherd guarding and guiding you is a full life. It's a life that doesn't measure itself by outward successes or failures. It's a life that sees all the ways that God is trying to guard you and guide you and protect you. It's a life that still faces challenges in this messed up world. But through all of it, it's a life that knows that Jesus promises to be with you and to support you and to give you hope through all of those things. Jesus, your good shepherd, leads you down a path where you see that each and every one of you has a life worth living because he's with you. Uh, raise your hand if you've ever been to a place like this and bought stuff for your animals and you think your pet is living the good life. Raise your hand if you think your pet's got the good life. Oh, yeah, right? This is just something that we do. This is just something of who we are. Uh, I know some of your pets personally, and they have food and attention and shelter and love, and they get to even do trips tri and go to faraway awesome places. Your pets, our pets, have it good. But it's interesting. We do this, and we know it's good for them, but this is something that gives us, their owners, joy, doesn't it? Doesn't it give us joy to give these awesome things to these animals and help them live the good life? Um, I don't know about every pet that you have, and, and I certainly don't know about some kinds of cats especially, but don't your pets appreciate it? They love you for the squeaky toy or the piece of wood that you toss to them. They, they cherish the catwalk that you've built that goes around the living room. 
they look up at you with the biggest, most beautiful eyes when you open the treat bag and they hear that it's open. Even our fish, even our little fish get excited when we drop those little pellets of food in for them. Pets are absolutely grateful for you when you pamper them and buy them things. So, you and I who are Jesus' sheep, let's be grateful for our good shepherd, Jesus. Let's live these full lives that he gives us with a heart of gratitude for protection and forgiveness and guidance and hope. Let's thank him by sharing the good news with other sheep that need to hear about it. Let's be grateful because all life, every life with him, is full. And that's who Jesus is. Giving full life is just part of who he came to be. And you and I get to be the sheep. We're the ones that the shepherd loves. We're the ones that he will not leave. We're the ones that he leads out to green pastures for good food and afternoon naps. He gives you a full life. And that is why it's awesome to be connected to him. Amen.